When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Into the city. Hey, everybody! Welcome! Tuesday edition of the Donna and Steve Extravaganza on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Morning. DJ Rock Lobster. Clomp, clomp. Clomp. Unfortunately, gosh, sad news to start off with. The biggest stories right now in entertainment uh, are the update on Anne Hayes. Who is said to be in a coma, and in what her representatives are saying is extreme critical condition. You'll remember yesterday, oh, Rocco uh, mentioned what they had said at the time, which was she was in stable condition, uh, but there's something going uh, as like a pulmonary injury, oh. and um, and I guess lost consciousness shortly after the accident, and from what I read this morning, has not yet regained consciousness. So. Um, people oh. are watching that situation, obviously, very closely. This is so was, tragic. Yeah. All the way around. For uh, First of all, the people who basically lost their home as a result of this accident, mm-hmm. you know, and then whatever she has been going through cannot be good. You know, I did a little deep dive into Anne Hayes yesterday and... It found out, like, I guess she put a book out a few years back, and she lost, I believe, two or three of her siblings. Hmm. One to um, cancer, one to um, a, a car accident that she thinks was purpose, you know, on purpose, a, a, a suicide mission kind of situation. Her brother, um, who was... A, I guess a high schooler. So she's gone through all this, this stuff. And I think she had been pretty open about it. And, you know, who knows what she was going through. I did watch a little bit of that podcast that people were talking about, and that didn't look real good Hmm. as far as, you know, her sobriety didn't look like she was very sober, but that's speculation. And that's, that's not good. Yeah. So, So until we hear, uh, anything else, you know, we'll we'll just pass it on. Probably best not to speculate anything. So that story is out there with yes. a lot of people watching. But then, of course, yesterday uh, afternoon, it was news breaking of the passing of Olivia Newton-John. Um, Donna, I'll let you lead the way on this because, you know, I was a bit more of a perif- peripherally new of Olivia Newton-John's work. I, of course, knew her from Greece. No physical um, but talk a little bit more about the impact that that she had in the world of you know not only 
movies, but also music. Yeah. So first of all, she um, she had a had a career. I guess she was in a in a girl group very early on in Australia, okay. and. Ended up, you know, she had, you know, a music career. She put music out. She had albums. There's an album of hers that is such a favorite of mine. Uh, it's called If You Let Me Let, If You Love Me Let Me Know. And I would just go through the pages of the liner notes and all the pictures inside. And I just wanted to be her. I thought she was stunningly beautiful and talented. So my mom got me the album for Christmas and, um, so she oh, wow. had she had a bunch of singles in the seventies. This was a classic. Um, hopelessly, div- you know, of course, all the stuff from Greece. So I just want to um, make sure, and again, forgive me for being sort of on the outside looking in here, but the timeline. So she started in music, and then Greece hits, and she becomes this crossover music movie star all in one moment. You got it. And then Xanadu. And then that didn't do well. And it, and that's not her fault. That was a bad movie, but a great but, music. Yeah, and you got the song Magic out of it, yeah, for which sure. is a Suddenly. great song. Suddenly, so good. Yeah. Um, I Honestly Love You. Have You Never Been Mellow? And then, you know, you got into the 80s when everything was super, you know. And yeah, Physical goofy. was such a big deal when it came out, because everybody's like, that, oh, this is sexy. That Olivia. video. The video. And then oh, she's like, well, video. I don't know what you're talking about. Physical's just about aerobics. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not talking about SEO. Everybody's like, where can I sign up for that aerobics class? <laughs> uh, right, exactly. Well, and I just loved her, and I loved Greece. And I remember when I was in seventh grade, we did a Secret Santa kind of thing. And everybody kind of had a list of things that they wanted so that the person who drew your name can have some ideas. And I wanted the Grease soundtrack so bad, so bad. And I got it. And my secret Santa was a a boy named Warren Strobe. And I could not have been more ecstatic. I listened to that (laughs) album and I would put the needle back on my favorite songs and just listen to it over and over again. And I just thought she was so great. And aside from her music career, her movie career, um, she did so much in the fight against breast cancer, and she had been fighting uh, breast cancer for a period of 30 years where she had cancer, and then it went into remission, and then it came back and went into remission, and although no cause of death is uh, being officially announced I guess people are assuming it had something to do with that. Yeah, it had come back after being in remission, you know, in, in 2017. It it reappeared and had spread to her lower back. And so, yeah, that's the assumption at this point, though. Cause of death uh, feels, you know, inconsequential as people look back on her life and her career. Um, 73 years old, um, John Travolta put out a... Um, a really sweet Instagram post saying, my dearest Olivia, hmm. you made all of our lives so much better. Your impact was incredible. I love you so much. We'll see you down the road and we will all be together again. Yours hmm. from the first moment I saw you and forever. You're Danny. You're John. Do we have a little montage of some of her stuff, Rocco? Yeah, I think our uh, service did that for us. What a service they did they for really us. They really did. And, then that, and it goes like this. See if this rings a bell at any of these songs. Oh, I gotta kill the other music. Oh, yeah. 
I was playing. I was still playing your favorite album from this. Oh, thank you. I'll kill it, though. <laughs> Here we go. It goes like this. Oh, so good. I just wanted to tell you, I, I saw this article this morning, too. Olivia Newton-John once said she was, quote, unquote, looking forward to death because of previous interactions with spirits. And she, it resurfaced uh, last year. There was like a a podcast interview um, where she said she believed there's something beyond the world of the living. And we all know we're going to die, but I think we spend our lives in denial. It's extremely personal, so it's hard to put into words, she said. But I feel that we are all one thing. And I've had experiences with spirits and spirit life. And I believe there is something that happens. And she said... I hope the energies of the people you love will be there. I think all the love will be there. And I'm sort of looking forward to that. Not now, but when it happens. So, RIP, Olivia Newton-John. We will continue the program trying to do all the things that we typically do, which is a lot of stupid stuff for the better part (laughs) of three hours. Although, at 9.15, if we submitted any of our segments for uh, some sort of a national award, or I don't know how Presidential Medals of Freedom are handed out, but (laughs) presumably it would go to things that make you go, huh, think of this as you wake your brain up. Working Girl, never heard of it. We know that it's getting rebooted, but did you know that NBC tried to turn it into a TV show Back in 1990, but listen closely to this part. The unknown actress at the time was described, ironically, as being as memorable as your typical bus ride. Who was the star of the Working Girl TV show Hmm. back in 1990, who has since gone on to A-list stardom? We'll tell you when we come back. Hold your applause. It's Don and Steve on my team. R.I.P. Olivia Newton-John. Oh, such good music. She passed away at the age of 73, in case you missed that headline. Thanks, Rocco. Oh, I got more. Yeah, let's play uh, tribute or pay tribute to Olivia Newton-John all morning. Let's do it. All right. In the meantime. I see you sidestepped homage. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny because yesterday, right after we talked about uh, never, I, I haven't bumped into the very hunky Ben Lieber, the co-host of Twin Cities Live. I was in the Twin Cities Live office yesterday, stopped in to say hi to my old cohorts, and then Ben came in. And it was like looking in a mirror, right? <laughs> but um, that, And he said homage at one point, and it made me think of you. Thank you. He, he leaned into it, just <laughs> like you do, you know. Homage. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Let's pay homage to some random fun facts. <laughs> I gave you this before the break. Did you figure it out? They're apparently rebooting the 1988 classic Working Girl. But did you know that NBC actually tried it as a television show back in 1990? It only lasted 12 episodes, and it starred an unknown actress at the time. Has since gone on to A-list fame. Uh, Unknown at the time. Okay, that's throwing me off. So let me help you here. Her only notable credit before that was the 1989 television movie Bionic Showdown, colon, The Six Million Dollar Man and the Bionic Woman. In 1990, the Washington Post reported that this actress was actually their second choice in the Working Girl TV show that they tried. 
It was supposed to go to Nancy McKean, a.k.a. Joe, from the Facts of Life. But she backed out when she could tell that it was going to be a bomb. In their review, in their review, the Washington Post went on to say, she's been replaced by the nondescript blank, who's perfectly nice and about as memorable as your average bus ride. Jennifer Garner. No, but I'm going to send you back. There's a hint within their description here. I'll read oh, it one more Sandra time. Bullock. Thanks. Ding. Dang. That was my first thought, and then I didn't pick up on the bus. Ironic, of course, because Speed would come out four years later, where Sandra Bullock, Sandra Bullock, I'll interchange those, Don't. was on a bus that could not go below 40 miles per hour, I believe, at any time. Keanu Reeves was driving it, and Anthony Hopkins was trying to kill them. It was only 40 miles per hour? It was 40 or 60. I thought I it, like was it was 60. 40. Was it 60? Rocco. I guess 40 is not too fast. You wouldn't call that speed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if this bus gets below 18 miles per hour, we're all dead. I guess you could just kind of Ooh, roll you out. You sounded like uh, John, what's his face right there? Malkovich. What's oh. Oh, you might be on to a new impression. That was accidental. I'll have to listen back to it. Am I the Malky of my talk? The bomb uh, would go off at 50 miles per hour. 50. 50. All right, so split split the the difference. difference. I don't care. You're my best friend. That's a troubling thing to hear. Mm. There are more KFC locations in China than the the United States. A lot more. There are 7,166 Kentucky Fried Chickens in China. There are only 3,943 in America. Thank you. What are you watching? Turn that TV on. You off. know what? You know the girl, the reporter, Kristen? Yeah, Kristen Harbrick. Yes. <laughs> She's going to be a groovy old lady someday. Oh, my word. You're absolutely right <laughs> about gonna that. She's going to be like Mrs. Roper from Three's Company. She's just going <laughs> to embrace the, you know, the whatever the fashion. She's going to have rings on every finger. Kristen Harbrick is a uh, reporter adorable. on Twin Cities Live. She's is she filling in this morning on Minnesota Live? Is no, that what you're reporting. seeing? She's reporting. She's reporting. And when she when when they send her out on a story, she if they're like, "Hey, we're sending you to the rodeo." Full rodeo gear. If they say, "Hey, we've got like a story about poker at the casino." She's dressed like a dealer. I mean, <laughs> yes. to the point where we said, "We need to see inside of your closet." Like, wow, are you going shopping every night? You get a you get a story and then you have she's to go shopping. A, she's got a costume chest somewhere in her house if not You, you are absolutely right. She does. <laughs> She's got hats. She's got boas. She's got glasses. Yeah, she's adorable. Anyway, yeah, shout I, out to Kristen Harbour. I was trying to get the computer to work. But the great thing is the TV that Donna has in a uh, in that studio. You know, it's a we're. A- we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry 
as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Broadcasting company, television and radio. The signal could not be any grainier. There are black bars on the side. And they're brand new TVs everywhere. Beautiful TVs. Okay, yeah. Anyway. Um, That's funny. See, I have... This is why I have to stay focused. If this TV were on, this used to bother me at my last job. TV used to be on all the time. I'm like, you can't have a TV on in here. Yeah, you struggle with that. I I can't focus. If Otherwise, I'm perfectly focused. Thank you. Save it for your review. You're doing great. The fast food chain Popeyes is not named after the cartoon character. It's named after Gene Hackman's character Popeye Doyle from the movie The French Connection. No way! That's yes. funny. I just brought up The French Connection in my little game I play online. Don't worry about it. And the late Gene Hackman. Great actor. Great. And this one for Rocco. Okay. The first thing anyone ever purchased online was a bag of weed. What? <laughs> Some, what? Uh, no way, man. <laughs> Rocco laughs like he's shirts. high, doesn't he? First the weed, <laughs> then the weird shirts. <laughs> uh, some s- students from Stanford University sold a tiny amount of marijuana to some guys from MIT using an early version of the internet called ARPANET. <laughs> Dura ARPANET. In 1972 is when this happened. All right. Those are great, Steve. Thanks for sharing. On with the show. Hey, there is this crazy Ashton Kutcher story about um, he revealed something about a health scare that he had recently. We'll talk to you about that and more upon our return on My Talk 1071. I I mean, we could play Olivia all morning uh, and not get her. tired of it. So good. Uh, we should also play some Lamont Dozier because. Sure. Hozier. Do- <laughs> Dozier Holland Dozier wrote and produced all the great songs. And read off, uh, read off a list of I them just again. Hold it open. Um, how about songs like "You Can't Hurry Love," oh. "Reach Out," oh. "I'll Be There," "How Sweet It Is to Be Loved oh. by You," "You Keep they Me Hanging On," "Love Is Like a Heat Wave." Where you, did our love you go? Keep me hanging on. Stop wow. in the name of love. Oh my word, baby love. I mean, a lot of those Supreme songs. Yes. Oof, it's gonna be. Uh, yeah, we could play the, these guys all. all you uh, know, all week. Um, yeah, shout out to Olivia Newton-John. Um, the as we look back on the, I mean, like you go back to the the heyday of Motown, and when you go back to Beach Boys radio, and like Frankie Valley, like these are the names oh, where if you set Frankie up a radio Valley. station with that, it feels like you are listening to a time in history. Yeah, you know what I mean, and mm-hmm. it's just truly it reminds me of like the movie The Sandlot. Yeah. I go back to the nostalgia to a time that I wasn't even alive in. But again, I just reference oldies. I connect them so much with my childhood because my mom would listen to them. The oldies on three WS Pittsburgh. Don't don't make no. that. <laughs> Can you find a three WS? Uh, oh, that'd be nice, Rocco. I might three uh, WS. It was all oldies all the time. Three WS and now oldies. God love them. Or 10 years ago. <laughs> they're honest to goodness. I'm like, I don't need Backstreet Boys it's, in my oldies. Right, Green Day. Right. No, oh, yeah, totally. when I come around, no thank you, uh, yeah. please. Well, and what you're talking about plays into what really made Olivia blow up was Grease, which right. was just like 
50s nostalgia. Exactly. Um, yes. The, there was a period in the 70s. You know when Happy Days was gigantic. Yes. And then Grease. And Grease was just the biggest thing ever. Isn't it funny how that happened? We just showed Grease a couple years ago at the stadium, didn't we, as a, as a thing? Yes. I mean, it was. Yes. Oh, was yeah, like right. We did Grease sing along. That's right, you guys. I forgot all about that. Isn't it funny how, like, okay, so you're in the 70s and 80s and, and you're watching shows about the 50s. And then you're in the 80s and 90s or the 90s and you're watching that 70s show, right. you know, Wonder Years, always going back because I think people people just really want to recapture that feeling. Oh, yes. man, guys. But should we hug? I, no, but then I'll okay. tell you to watch the movie Midnight in Paris. If you can set uh, aside any potentially negative feelings that you have toward Woody Allen and if you can separate the art from the artist. What's so great about that sh- that movie, Midnight in Paris, which, gosh darn it, I've only watched it one time in my life. I mean, talk about a repeat viewing situation that I need to go back to. It stars Owen Wilson. Wow, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he gets picked up by a carriage at midnight while he's on vacation with his beautiful uh... wife, who I will say her name away that Donna doesn't like, Rachel McAdams. Okay, I think I know where you're going. This is like a Cinderella thing. But what's interesting is, so then he gets picked up in this carriage uh, one night, randomly out on a street after probably going to the pub at midnight. Gets in, and they're like, come on, buddy, we're going to go have fun. And he goes, but it takes him back to a different era. Cute. That he feels very nostalgic about. And essentially, as he travels through time, like, you know, the next night he's looking at his watch. Is it midnight yet? I want to go see if that carriage is back. And he's traveling back to all these different times in history that we, living today, feel were so nostalgic. And it was different back then. And it looked and felt different. But when he encounters the notable figures from those times in history, they are there living in what is their present day. It's not nostalgic to them. It doesn't have the same appeal that we think it does when you live in it, which I think there's a roundabout lesson. Probably I should see the movie again about appreciating where you are today. Mm -hmm. As as the old saying goes, uh, these are the days. Not those were the days. These are Mm -hmm. the days. Sing it like Edith or whatever. I don't want to. Those were the days. I found this, Steve. All right. W-S-W. It's not as exciting as when we speak. Music and news, sports and news. <laughs> Wait, four hours a day. <laughs> okay. Okay, now this is something that objectively we could say used to be better. Yeah, this sounds I like mean, it's from a cartoon making Looney fun Tunes, of it. Yes, yeah. exactly. I really like I that. I am thinking about... Um, Coming up with some classic jingles for this station. I but, would but love that. But sort of that. my talk style. I love it. We're Rocco, if there's any way that I could be involved. Oh, okay, let's do I it. I would love to. Well, uh, we might need to hire some cheap singers. <laughs> Maybe it's just the three of us. We did, uh, <laughs> Okay. Uh, sure. We could do one for each show. We're News 1240. Let's make a list. <laughs> <laughs> there's our demo tape. There you go. All right, so what's going on with Ashton Kutcher? Yeah, this is really bizarre. Okay, so I guess he was on um, an episode of Running Wild with Bear Grylls last night. Oh, yeah. Which I didn't even realize was still on. Me so much neither. to choose from. But um, he's okay now, but he was in rough shape at one point. He revealed that he is lucky to be alive after battling a rare autoimmune disorder. He said, I had this weird, oops, sorry, this weird super rare form of vasculitis. Oh my God, what was that? 
Uh-oh. Oh, help. My major complication on my end, everybody, we're okay. That won't happen again. Okay. That was Donna, painful. People are you okay? happen on 3WS. Oh, oh. That's right. <laughs> that was, that was uh. Wow, I saw what happened to Donna there. Let's recalibrate. She threw her headphones off. Her whole body shook. <laughs> are you okay? I'm sorry. It's okay. I didn't know that would happen. All right, it's fine. Anyway, so back to Ashton Kutcher. He said he had this weird, super rare form of vasculitis that knocked out his vision. It knocked out his hearing. It knocked out his equilibrium. He said it took him about a year to build it all back up, to get everything back to 100%. He said you don't really appreciate all these things until they're gone, until you go... I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to see again. I don't know if I'm going to be able to hear again. Or walk. He said, or walk again. Oh, my gosh. So How did he get this? He doesn't say. I think there's a clip somewhere. I'll have to find it, but I don't think we learn anything new. Wow. So he doesn't say what it's called. He just said a rare form of vasculitis. Hmm. But holy cow, that's scary. Thank you. That's like that Bieber thing, you know, that um, yeah, like the what sudden it... condition that he had with half of his face paralyzed. Right. And then, he, you know, he's he's good again. He's been able to go out and perform again. But that's got to be a scary moment. There's a lot you... of, yeah, scary things out there. If you think about tick bites, you know, you could come down yeah. without even knowing you were bitten by a, a tick and have like these horrible afflictions. We just started checking my son's head for ticks the other day because he's felt kind of lethargic, had a low appetite. Oh. And we were like, oh, man, is this like a tick thing? So then we're checking. So we were thinking of that. Um, so then he, he's he's feeling really down, you know. And parents, you know, when you try to figure out, are they just being, do they just need to stand up and get moving? You know, sometimes when you stay in bed when you're sick, it almost like you just are like, I'll never stand again. I'm never going to walk again. Right. And I live in this bed now. So I was like, all right, buddy, uh, we've hit our time limit. We're going to stand up and walk at one point. He had already spent the night, and it was like, it was all cool. I go in and I get him. I said, let's go get some clothes on. Let's get dressed. Sometimes that'll even help you to kind of mentally start moving forward, yeah. getting a little energy back. Gets to the top of the steps and says, I don't feel good. And I said, okay, now do you feel like you're going to throw up? And he was like, yes. And I said, okay, um, let's go to your, uh, my bathroom. No, let's go to your, no, let's go back to my bathroom so that I'm trying to make a decision. And um, And then what happened? You you know when you get there, you get almost all the way there. And then it happens on the floor right in front of the tub, which is what I was having a meme for. So then we're thinking, the reason I bring this up is because we were thinking like, is this like a weird tick thing or what's, is this, what's going on? Why the lethargy and lack of appetite? And then now he's throwing up. Um, but then exactly one day later, just yesterday, we heard, uh, come through the monitor. Oh no. Through the baby monitor. And Lou and I looked at each other like, uh, <laughs> that's not good. Ran upstairs, and uh, it is officially the stomach flu. The Demogorgon is here in the Patterson household. Two people have thrown up, and when this happens, especially if you have a lot of kids who, how do we say, are not great with germ awareness, you're just waiting. 
You're waiting for Vecna to come and take you. You hear the bell tolling, and you're thinking, here comes Vecna. Vecna is the stomach flu. Why don't you... (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you... (laughs) Anyone who doesn't watch Stranger Things has Has no no idea idea what you're saying. But anyone who watches it knows that right now, Lou and I are both hearing a distant bell toll, and we're like, oh, gosh, it's coming. Oh, no. Well, listen, feel free to stay home tomorrow. No, Donna, you love it when I'm in the studio. I don't love it when you're spreading germs. <laughs> Come on, Donna. Thank you. You know, can we get back to you talking about being in being in bed or not wanting to get out of bed? Yeah. I have this, this is just a random Donna thing. I have this thing about, I I know a lot of people who spend most of their time in their bedroom. Really? And with their teeth, like whenever it's so funny, you could talk to someone on the phone every day for a year and be like, I always pictured them in their living room if we're watching TV at the same time. And then come to find out they're in their bedroom. And I don't even have a TV in my bedroom mm-hmm. because there's something about lying in bed and watching TV that makes me feel like I'm in the hospital. Okay. Now you've spent time in the hospital. Right. There's a therapist that you've probably paid money to to talk through this before. Mm, That's yet. an well. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome. Why don't you lie down on that couch All there right. and let's talk? That's you know, but you're it's right. Association. When you were a kid, uh, you spent a couple of weeks, right, or months? Three months. Three months. Sweet mm-hmm. Lord in heaven. Three months in the hospital where there's the TV. So I, I could understand that absolutely. How do you feel in hotels? I don't really turn the TV on in hotels unless I'm getting ready in the bathroom and listening to the news. Okay, that's, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know how I feel about bedroom people. If the majority (laughs) of their time is spent in the bedroom, if you live in a studio, I understand. It's all the bedroom. It's all the kitchen. But if you have other rooms and you're opting to stay in the bedroom... You know, there's there's some research that has said, and don't quote me on it because I might be making it up, that has said <laughs> when you do other things in your bedroom, it's tougher for you to fall asleep because, speaking of association, you don't associate it with, ah, I've entered the sleep chamber. Right. Instead, and that's all like, I really use my bedroom for is sleep. I don't like, I don't know, even if I'm watching something on TV, it's right before bed. It's like yeah. to make me sleepy. And I find that when I have tried that before, like, you know what? I'm feeling sleepy. Let's go watch a show up in the bedroom. Right. I am suddenly alert. I don't feel like oh. falling asleep. When I watch TV in the living room and I'm getting tired and I start dozing off, that to me just happened last night. That is this my sweetest moments of drifting into sleep never happen in the bedroom. They always happen while I'm trying to watch a show. Oh. Not like put it on so I fall asleep, but when I'm actively trying to watch a show and you fight it. There is something about losing that battle, or maybe you win, that makes it feel so wonderful as you drift off. Well, I would like to thank you for letting me share this vulnerable moment and for um, also sharing yours. I'd like to say knock, knock. Who is it? Who? Hey, when we come back, see something, say something. Did Chip and Joe... Break Waco, Texas. What? Chip Gaines, Joanna Gaines, Fixer Upper, Magnolia Market. Did they ruin Waco? There's an interesting article I read this morning. I'll uh, fill you in on the details when we come back. Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey, what's up, my nerds? It's uh, Stevie Boy here to talk to you about Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. Hearing that spot that just ran about Project Down and Dirty, the announcement tomorrow. 
Reminds me, Project Down a Dirty Comedy, that was so fun. We had Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret. His team uh, of experts came out and trained us in improv comedy. And it was such an, such a fun week to be a part of, to watch us all perform. So it'll be exciting to find out what's happening tomorrow. If you want some of those laughs, you don't have to go back and watch our comedy special, which is on YouTube. You can instead uh, go to Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret. They do improv comedy every Friday and Saturday night at Chanhassen Dinner Theater. So you can get your tickets at ChanhassenDT.com. Uh, they also have a rotating concert series, wonderful music. Uh, Jennifer Grimm this Sunday doing the music of Judy Garland. And I've heard her sing on this radio station, if I'm not mistaken. And holy cow, she sounds like Judy Garland. It's really amazing. Footloose is on the main stage right now. You can get your tickets. Audiences, critics. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna. Mitch Album, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Loving it. ChanhasandDT.com. Oh, yes. Great songs honoring the life and career of Olivia Newton John, who passed away at the age of 73. So good. We'll do this all morning. Let's do it. We'll do it, Rocco. We're doing yeah. it already, man. Who's the Motown influence that you were talking about earlier, Rocco? Oh, so the other significant death of the day is a guy named Lamont Dozier. He, along with uh, two brothers whose last names were Holland, so they had a thing called Holland, Dozier, Holland. They wrote, uh, you know, all the great Motown songs, all the great Supreme songs. Um, baby love, it's the same old song. Stop oh, the game of love. Where did song. our love oh go? <laughs> Keep me hanging on. Reach out, I'll be there. Mm. So you know, there. <laughs> did you hear that list of songs that are just so good? Like almost every one of those songs that comes on, and you feel good. The only thing I would have changed is maybe the law firm name that they came up with. <laughs> no. Holland, Holland Dozier Holland. Holland. <laughs> but maybe they could have been agree. like some dream team of power attorneys, and they sing their defense. Ooh, oh like God! That. It's like cop rock. I remember that? Oh, yes, <laughs> cop I <do>. rock. <laughs> that was a show with Steve. It was a cop show where they sang. It was a musical. Why this was in the news within the last year? I did something, and that did something. Might just be reading an article about it, but cop rock came up. Who was behind so, Cop Rock? It was Steven Bochco, who was, was like on top of the world. He did like Hill Street Blues, L.A. Law, Dewey Hauser. Yes. Uh, and before he did NYPD Blue, he thought, why not do a musical that's sung by police and the criminals they're trying to <laughs> It was so bad. There's like dancing. <laughs> I don't know what happened to him. Maybe he got some bad pot or something. Yeah. Who knows? It didn't. I think it didn't You know what happens? You hear Stop in the Name of Love and you're like, this could kind of work. Uh, you know, that's kind of close, you know. <laughs> Stop in the name of the law. Stop in the name of the law. Maybe yeah, let's we'll do, it. do Oh, we already did a musical for Project Down and yeah, Dirty. We didn't, but... Maybe we could do some police work. Project Down and Dirty. Cop in. Well, I was just thinking about that because I was doing a spot for Chan Ass and Dinner Theaters, and I was like, oh, what if we did, like, theater? And then I was like, oh, I guess we teamed up with Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret a oh. couple years ago, you know. Did nope. you guys hear about my stand-up at Yeah, we did. Project Under Dirty I think Comedy? it's still going on right now as we speak. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm this who you're hearing from is my hologram. 
<laughs> I, the real Steve Patterson, is at Mystic slaying. It's hey, our 1,000. Okay. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. There is an article today on cron.com. Quick, spell it. C R O H N N. C H R O N. Yeah. Rocco, you are correct. Have you been to Cron.com? Is it Cron? is it like San Francisco Chronicle or some other Chronicle? Oh I don't know. Maybe. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Here's what I know. Today they have an article. Here's the headline. Did Chip and Joanna Gaines fixer upper break Waco? Hmm. I think David Koresh probably did. Donna. What? Well, that's the thing. Koresh ruined Waco, right? Yes. It's just, uh, with all due respect, uh, when you have a cult that is centered in your town, that's not a that doesn't help the appeal of like, oh, and where do you live? Waco, where <laughs> David Koresh, you know, his whole compound. Yeah. I remember the fire the and people were, oh my yeah. gosh, crazy. Yeah. And that couldn't have helped Waco. Chip and Joanna, I think most people would look from the outside and say, especially when you juxtapose it to the early 90s Waco and David Koresh, they really helped Waco, put Waco on the map, probably brought businesses in, helped the local economy, etc. That's what one, I think, could safely assume. However, the second line of the article from Cron.com says, a city made famous by the popular HGTV show is now seeing skyrocketing property taxes. Oh. And the demand for short-term rentals are driving some Waco residents out of their homes. I used to live close to Waco. Close-ish. Is that right? Yeah, before the David Koresh thing. So this was like, well, no, it was during that time. So 93? Yeah, that would have been right around there. Um, 90, or maybe I lived there from 91 to 92. Get, listen, guys, it's all a blur, okay? I'm on the casino bruh. tour. It was 2013 that Americans, uh, quoting here, saw a new side of Waco. Thanks to Chip and Joanna Gaines, host of the Home and Garden Television Network's Fixer Upper, the couple became America's sweethearts with Chip's goofy nature and Joanna's model looks, not to mention their religious values, swarm of handsome children, family focus, and design skills. Nine years later, the couple has a new show on their own network named for their thriving Magnolia brand, as well as magazines, books, apparel, and design lines, and Waco itself has become a star. Fixer Upper fans flock to Waco's Magnolia Market at the Silos, the shopping complex that encompasses two downtown city blocks. Wow. After Magnolia Market opened in 2016, the city saw a 165% increase in tourism in one year. The, oh, where are you getting your facts from? Oh, how about the Waco Convention and Visitors Bureau? Oh, really? Stand down. An average of two and a half million people visited Waco at its pre-pandemic heights. 1.7 million still visiting in 2021. Wow. That's great. However, however. It's great for the people visiting and for tourism, but not for the people who live there. 
Cron.com goes on to say, Waco is a dichotomy. It's a city with an average household income of $40,000, where more than 25% of the population lives in poverty. This according to the most recent U.S. Census. But it also is home to Baylor University, where undergraduate tuition sits at $51,738 per year. What? That's how much it costs to go to college? For a year, Donna. Tourists can buy a $58 candle from Magnolia in that same town. So one of the things that they go on to mention is, you know, when your home values go up, it is good, but property taxes also go up as well. And that can cause a uh, little bit of a problem, to say the least. Tell me about it. Dealing with it right now. Rent is going up really crazy. People are getting their rent raised. So... It's a tricky spot, you know, if a city is sort of hum-ha and then suddenly gets popular, values go up, there's a problem on its underbelly. Though the top may be a shiny, blubbery whale, underneath barnacles. I lost that story at the end, guys. We'll take a break.